people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Welcome, welcome today to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour, um, being brought to you by America Out Loud, Malcolm, etc. And um, there's a lot of things going on in the world, as you know, in America. And this talk show allows us to bring some freedom information to you freely. Um, we're not cancelled. Malcolm allowed that we, people like me, McCullough, Rich, Bregan, etc., we're not cancelled. And um, the issue here is that... Uh, so much craziness. You know, they're trying to either imprison Trump or kill him. I believe that they're going to assassinate President Trump or try. I think with all the New York appearances in Miami courthouses, etc., they know the Secret Service can block that down completely. With all those buildings, they're exposing, they're exposing the man. I think they're trying to amp up wackos. Like what they did with Steve Scalise. You know, they, they pounded, pounded, pounded Scalise for craziness. And they got some wacko to take a shot at him on the baseball diamond. I think they're going to do that with President Trump. So we need to pray. We need to make sure that his security is tight and that we could keep him locked down until this election. I believe President Trump is going to be re-elected. Okay? You might have reservations. I don't. You know, Trump is not a perfect man and he made mistakes. He should have fired Fauci and Burks and all of them, including Pence. He should have fired Pence. But that didn't happen. We dealt with the pandemic, the lockdown lunacy under him and this Operation Warp Speed vaccine that is deadly. All right, but, okay, first of all, remember my substack, Alexander COVID News. Just go at it. Please key in on Google or wherever. Alexander, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, space COVID, space news. And um, consider subscribing. It's free. If you ever want to join, it helps me. Um, I, I just charge $29 a year, so a few cents a day. Um, what I really need is help, financial help, you know, because we were canceled, etc. and I've been struggling to try and replace my income. People like me, um, because I stood up against the vaccines and because I worked for President Trump, companies I worked for withdrew my positions because they said, we don't want to have anything to do with you if you work with Trump. Anyway, if you want, there's Zell, Z-E-L-L-E. If you go there, the, you can use the, uh, the email, sr7283 at gmail.com. That's S as in Sam, R as in Rebecca, 7283 at gmail.com. Even, even if you donate as a gift, one buck, one dollar, it helps me. Anyway, um, you could listen to my um, talk show. It goes to podcast the following day. So I believe Saturday and Sunday. And um, you, could, you could get it on iHeart, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, wherever. It's out there. And you can go to the America Out Loud um, portal and you could find me there in the navigation bar. And you could see all of the past shows and anything. I was speaking to Malcolm about beginning to write some, uh, some short technical papers on COVID. About everything, about anything. 
and he would put it up. So you'd, you'd get a better understanding of my views too. But my Substack, my blog, Alexander COVID News, remember my book, Presidential Takedown. You can get it at Amazon or Barnes and Noble. I'm begging you here to support Malcolm, to support, but maybe don't support any of us. I'll take it back. Don't support McCollum, me, nobody. Just Malcolm, because at least Malcolm is giving us that opportunity to be out here. And if you could keep him alive, his group, his crew, they're doing a wonderful job, then you keep us alive. Anyway, I want to talk, this segment, I wanted to talk about Dr. Drew, Drew Pinsky, because um, I did an interview with him. You could find this latest interview on Rumble, as well as the Drew Pinsky website. Anyway, Dr. Drew, you know, is this TV doctor. But I've gotten to know him over time. In my opinion, a good man, good human being. We have different views on several things. We don't necessarily agree on all. But I like his style. I like his uh, He's a very caring human being, a good human being, smart man. So we had an interview about four days, five days ago, and it created some firestorms, some things that he needs to button up. We interviewed again uh, last night. Just short this time, 20 minutes, but I'll, 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 I'll tell you quickly. You could find this interview in my substack, and the title is Dr. Drew and Dr. Paul Alexander interview again. If you go to the substack, my blog, you'll find it. And basically, I support this company, TWC. That's the wellness company, and you can find it on website twc.health. That's T as in Tom, W as in White, C as in Charlie.health. And you can see that it's, it's a kind of an alternative approach to medicine in America and probably the world. It's trying to start a system where um, we are empowering people again to take control of their healthcare and make their own decisions. The key about, you know, when you start up a company, I suppose it's what Foster calls on the owner. You know, you want to generate wealth. But the key with, with TWC is what I appreciate and why I support them technically, me, McCullough, Rich. Now, Drew, Marcus, et cetera, is because it's because it's not about just accruing wealth from a business you set up, if the business can be successful, of course, but it's the ability to disseminate that wealth and share that wealth back down to the people and across the board. And that's what TWC is doing. That's the model. Foster Coulson came from the logging fire business with his family. Foster Coulson is a wealthy man. His family, they don't need money. He wanted to get into the world, to the COVID space, deal with people like me and McCullough so that he could play a role because he was outraged by the devastating lockdown response and the vaccines. He, in the beginning, he didn't understand. I believe he even, even, I don't think he took shots, but he supported shots. And then he quickly turned against them when he started to come across family and friends who were greatly injured by it. And that's when he hooked up with people like me because we have been against the vaccines day one. Anyway, I clarified for the listener again my support of TWC, the wellness company, with Dr. McCullough, with Dr. Rich, et cetera. And Drew also because um, TWC has asked Drew to come on as, a, as an affiliate, et cetera. Second point we covered was um, my, my, my support of Potos Trump. I need you to understand something here. I remain on the Trump train on the 25th of this month. I meet, we're having a dinner and President Trump will be in attendance. Um, it's at Mar-a-Lago and I've been invited. We're going to have the opportunity to talk again because we kind of get President Trump to that place where he comes to the nation 
as he is campaigning now, soon, and he says that the lockdowns were bad and it did hurt and that the vaccines have emerged as a problem and it did hurt people and cause death. We will get Trump there and you will hear that from Trump. We are talking to President Trump right now about considering the reversing of the liability protection under the PrEP Act to even consider an executive order retroactive day one that everyone can go back to swore everyone in pharma, everyone in CDC, FDA, if you were harmed and hurt by the vaccine, all the lockdowns, any of those countermeasures they use. We are also pushing Trump to, um, to set up, to find a mechanism, a victim compensation fund with a specialized focus to on the military and the police and nurses. And in fact, across the board for the public, that anyone who's harmed by the vaccines, okay, families who lost people that they could get some sort of compensation. All right, people say, well, oh, is that another government program? Like, I don't know how that would look. But I want Trump out there pledging that he was strongly considered and take a look seriously at it. And if he can implement it, if it is legal, do it. So I, I, I need you to understand I support Trump. Okay? Um, Trump in January 2020 was unstoppable. He was going to win about 400 electoral votes and pull down about 42 states. What happened with the lockdowns hurt him and they stole votes. I know that. But look, if Republicans to steal votes, so let, let's be fair. But Trump, in my opinion, won the election. He did. I was there. But he didn't win by that amount that when they did tamper with stuff with the mailings, he needed a blowout win. He won. But the lockdowns hurt him and cut back into that win. So they didn't have much to do to steal, to tamper with, to get them over the finish line. So I needed to understand he won, right? But he didn't won, he didn't win convincingly. That's the point with the numbers we needed that he was going to get had there not been a lockdown, had there not been a pandemic. Anyway, we could talk more about that, but I want to talk about the issue about amnesty. Professor Emily Oster, about six to eight months ago, I think, wrote a paper calling for amnesty, which is forgiveness for all of the doctors and scientists who forced people into lockdowns and went along with the government and worked with government to bring the vaccine and, and refused to give um, exemptions, all of that. And she's saying, look, they made so many mistakes and, and actually people were harmed and died. But we need to look at it from the point of view that they did their best and, and they didn't know. Bullshit with that. I don't want to use the words I really want to use in this interview. That's bullshit. These medical doctors we should drag into court. I don't care if you say there are 5 million of them across you. Drag them into a courtroom. Investigate them. And if we could show that they knew that the lockdowns were killing people and they knew that the vaccine was deadly and ineffective, we need to imprison them. Let judges make that decision, though, not me or you. Let the courts and juries decide if we need to find them and take all their money, put them in a prison. And if a judge says we need to rise to the death penalty, because some of these people cause direct deaths, I say impose the death penalty on any and everyone who made COVID policies and costed lives. So my position on amnesty has been clear day one. When Oster came out with that and some of these talking heads said, can we give, can we give amnesty? I said, absolutely not. Leonardo DiCaprio in um, The Wolf of Wall Street show, there's a, there's a, a scene in it where he was talking about um, whether the practices in the, in, the, in the Wall Street was above board. And he said, absolutely effing not. 
I've put that shot in one of my substacks. Absolutely effing not. There will be no amnesty, none of that bullshit forgiveness crap. We want justice. We want accountability. We want any and everyone in the Trump administration and the Biden administration, for sure, whose COVID policies and actions costed lives to be punished. We need to make an example of them, even if it's people I know, and there will be people I know, but we need to punish them. We need to punish them. No amnesty, no forgiveness. I could forgive you, so I could let go. Because yes, it could eat me up and it could eat you up. So forgiveness is really, you know, there's an art to letting go. And one of the portions of it is to forgive because it allows you to let go of that anger in you and it allows you to move forward. You're not forgetting what the wrong was done. You're not letting the person off the hook. You're forgiving to help you move forward. Else it will immobilize you and stunt you. You don't want that. So amnesty none. I asked Jew bluntly because there was this kind of, we're not too sure where Jew was on this. And Jew came back out and he said, look, because he made some firestorm the other day when he said, let's not point fingers. Let's find a way to move forward, blah, blah, blah. And um, we might get locked down in too much legal battle if we did all this um, uh, court and all that stuff. So I needed Jew to come back and say, Exactly his position now, because I don't agree with it. And um, what he said was he wants us to move forward, yes. But I got him on record saying, no, no, no. He does not want people to be forgiven and us to just let it go. No, there must be accountability and punishment. He wants young people to be enraged. Again, go to my blog, Alexander COVID News, and find that interview with Dr. Drew and listen to it, the one I did last night. You could even go to the one earlier in the week, too. But the one last night was potent. Then I ended with the vaccine. I went into the evidence-based medicine because I'm a specialist in that area, an expert. And a lot of the stuff in EBM comes out to the camp that I was involved with at McMaster in Canada. My doctoral supervisor back then is the founder of evidence-based medicine. The term, the area, 40 years ago, evidence-based, Dr. Gordon Guy and Dr. Dave Sackett. Then my postdoc with Guy. Anyway. Um, I told you, I said, look, right out of the gate, the vaccine was, we shifted quickly from neutralizing antibodies to non-neutralizing. So the, 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 the vaccine-induced antibodies were not neutralizing the antigen. And therefore, those who were vaccinated, oh, put another way, put another way. When you vaccinate, you, you are trying to confer what we call sterilizing immunity so that the vaccine sterilizes the virus. And take that word for what it means, meaning the vaccine stops you from becoming infected. It stops if you are infected for the virus to be replicating in you. And principally, sterilizing vaccine prevents you from transmitting pathogen, the virus. Whatever it is, is in you that the vaccine was for. These vaccines straight out of the gate told us that it was non-sterilizing. That's why Rochelle Walensky ran to the podium around in, in summer of 2021, just a couple months after the vaccine came out and said, you need to put your mask back on because even after two shots, and then we were in the Delta wave then, that the vaccine is not stopping infection. People who were vaccinated were all becoming infected and, every, and they were spreading virus. They were spreading something. So 
The issue is the vaccine had failed out of the box. It, it was doomed. It, it was non-sterilizing and it was causing people to become infected. It was giving the virus properties it didn't have. So I was on record straight out saying, end this vaccine, no vaccine to no one, not even elderly, no children, nobody. In fact, it was deadly to children. And then the vaccine started to show it was causing deaths. Drew said, initially he was in support of the vaccine, which is January 2021, with most of those doctors, you know who they are, um, who supported it. And then he came out and he said, after he saw the harms and the problems, he was against the vaccine. So that was nice. He started to, 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 to speak out against it, et cetera, not supporting it being given. People like myself was a purist in this regard. I've been on his stump arguing against the shots in total. No one, in fact, calling for the hanging of Bula, Pfizer, CEO, Bansal of Moderna, Sahina Biontech, all those in the mRNA technology like Wiseman, Carrico, and the courts need to look at them. Courts, judges and juries, not me. And if they say that these people cause death, hang them. I have no problem saying hang them. Now, Drew said, he clarified last night, you need to go to the interview that, um, that uh, if an elderly patient asked him after he properly consented them, gave them the benefits versus the harms, complete information, so they were properly informed. And they said, look, I'm 85, I'm sick, I have cardiovascular disease, I want the damn vaccine, Drew, I go and take it somewhere else, give it to me. He said in that case, they're informed, he will consider giving that patient the vaccine. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Outlaw Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. Welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour and America Outlaw Talk Radio. This is the second segment. Thanks, you've been gracious holding on and coming back on to the show and listening. You know, I've, I've spoken to you already about the tremendous work of Malcolm. 
and um, his uh, his um, organization and his team in helping fight against the cancel culture and bringing liberty and freedom to the American people and, and as a consequence it will by letting people like me have a voice to inform you. Once again, you know, I, uh, I provide technical support to the wellness company. That's twc.health. Please go to that site. They're offering an alternative way of healthcare where they are putting the decision-making back into the hands of the person, the patient, and removing the power from the medical system, the doctors, etc. And uh, you will see it's a combination of um, telehealth kind of medicine with some nutraceuticals, supplements, etc. But but the real the real power of TWC, this company that attracted me, is the fact that it's um it's trying to raise capital and wealth. It's a company. So let's let's not fool ourselves. They want to make money, right? Like you. But what I found from the CEO and the owner is he's reinvesting all of it right now back into the company and back into many causes. And I think that is the philosophy that I like. I, I, I am not a rich person. I, I, I'll even consider myself, well, at times we skirt the poverty line, but we're surviving. And, and um, I don't want to get into it again about losing my income from COVID and all that. But what I'm saying is, it's the philosophy that I have and I ascribe to, which is that if you have some sort of business and can generate wealth, the real successful people, to me, the real ones who should be in business are the ones who could use some of that wealth to, to help, to help others and to, re, and to, and to share that wealth. It's, a, it's an important thing. Um, anyway... You know, if you want to give me any support, you could go to Zell, Zelle, -E, and um, the email that you could help is at uh, sr7283 at gmail.com. Don't forget my Substack blog. It's uh, Alexander COVID News. You can go and read all of the information that I uh, I write about 10 blogs a day on COVID and on every possible topic out there. I'm going to start upping up my... um my articles on President Trump to give him a lot of coverage. And I'm going to be hammering all of the adversaries. Once we know who the, um, who his, um, uh, who's going to be the Democrat nominee, because I'm not sure it's going to be Biden, to be honest with you. Uh, anyway, what are we going to talk about now? We spoke about earlier that interview I had with Dr. Drew and some of the controversies and stuff. And before I get going, I want to, I want to, I want to touch base with it this way again. What am I, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say constantly that um, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it again other than this way. This is my belief. You can speculate how you want. And I want to give a shout out to the Bregans, Dr. Peter Bregan, Dr. Ginger Bregan. I think they remain to me two of the finest people in this world, not just America. And I and I know of things of them, especially Ginger. I know of Dr. Bregan. He's somebody who's not recognized the way he should. Um, he has done things for America and the world that um, in time you will go to understand he's a real American hero. Dr. Bregan is a hero and a real patriot and soldier, as is his wife. 
Um, he deserves a lot of praise. And I want to tell you, please go and find his work, his Substack, but 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 read his book, Global Predators, etc. And, and, and I'm sure you can find it on Amazon. Find ways to support the braggarts. These are fine people. These are what Americans really are. This is I'm very proud, privileged, and honored. Um, I might make my way this year definitely at some point. Um, I was supposed to go last year and even the year before, but you know, we were dealing with COVID and then Dr. Brigham got sick. So we wouldn't even venture there, but I'm going out to his home. I wouldn't say where he lives and all of that here, but we're going to drive out. I'm going to spend time with him, probably stay there um, and uh, have some nice meals with him and talk. I think, I think he's the type of person like an oracle or a sage, that, that um, a whisperer, but you need to sit down and just let him speak and listen. Uh, don't forget my book, Presidential Takedown. I know Malcolm is a good friend of the Bregans, which I'm very humbled by. And uh, this one makes me understand the good man that Malcolm is. Because the Bregans stand apart for most. And even while they were attacked by Malone, sued by Malone wrongfully, thank God the judge, the judge took a shot of whiskey and cleared their head. Um... They withstood it, but no doubt. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them under pressure, making them tell me, well, how did you feel? Must have devastated them. Must have. Then they got COVID, etc. And uh, thank God they're here. Okay, let me move on. Um, I wanted to discuss this present situation. COVID was a lie. To get to the disease X crap that's in the news, you need to understand my philosophy. COVID was a lie, all of COVID. 100% of COVID, 100%, all of it, from virus, from, from whatever it was, the influenza-like illness, whatever pathogen was released. And there was something because some people got ill. Dr. Bregan also got ill. Whether it was from coronavirus itself, but something sickened certain people with influenza-like illness, respiratory symptoms, etc. I think what we think we understand or what we think we know in time, we will get the truth and we will realize it was not so. I think we'll be shocked. We'll come to learn that the United States government played a role in the, in the derivation, the generation of whatever microbe or pathogen or entity that they produce in some facility, you want to call it lab, somewhere in Canada, the Ukraine, the United States. I think the United States probably at the end will be shown whatever it was that they did came from the hands of the United States. High-level people, probably Department of Defense, USAID, <clears throat> University of North Carolina, Chapel, but, but I think these other players are baby players. I think the Department of Defense ran. Not I think. <clears throat> you have to understand I was there. My office was on the sixth floor in Health and Human Services building. Um, Operation Warp Speed that was run by Monsef Slawi was run out of the seventh floor. And you could walk up the stairways, the firewell, firewall, firewell stairwell next to my office. And you would land up on the seventh floor 
complete military, full army uniforms, navy uniforms, weapons. Operation Warp Speed was a military operation. It was not run by HHS or CDC or etc. And you need to understand that. Some of the scientists, I had one-on-one -on -one meetings with scientists. They were in full military operation. Academic scientists, medical doctors, etc. <clears throat> so I'm trying to say that everything about COVID was a fraud. COVID in a simple sentence was a PCR manufactured non-pandemic. It was never pandemic. Ionidis modeled that 0.05% infection fatality rate 0 to 75 years old and below. 0.04% means corrected. 99.98% risk of survival person 75 years old and below. Bumping up into COVID once you're healthy. COVID was a lie. The pandemic, there was no pandemic, none. COVID was never a pandemic. And I believe it will be, you will find out one day that it was just a piece. When I say just, they used the PCR process. PCR is not a test to generate this false fake pandemic. And um, in doing that, they spoke President Trump and they spoke the world. But it was all a lie because the PCR, it was a PCR manufactured fraud of a pandemic, fraud of a non-asymptomatic pandemic because there was no asymptomatic spread. That too was a lie. That was to get you to mask up and lock down in fear. But there was no asymptomatic transmission. Everything about COVID was a lie and we lost our freedoms and liberties and many people lost lives because as I was saying before, and they're going to try again. I'm willing to argue we really didn't face a proper pandemic. Maybe in the last century. Some are even beginning to argue that the Spanish flu was not a classical pandemic. A pandemic is something that, that hits multiple countries and causes death and disability across age groups. Across age groups. COVID was only um, pathological to um, persons who were elderly and high risk. And um, we'll come to realize that it was a, uh, a non-pandemic. It was a fraud. PCR generated. They knew what they were doing through this PCR process because they over-amplified beyond 24 amplifications. And uh, that meant that 95% of the persons who were testing positive were false positive. So um, we're going to understand the fraud. And um, what I'm trying to say is that they're going to come with another pandemic well, what they call a pandemic, and it will be a lie. There will be no pandemic, and they're going to try to make you put on masks again and fright you into lockdown. You need to understand something, that no lockdown, no school closure, no business closure, no mask mandate, nothing worked. 
everything was a fraud and a failure. Nothing worked. In fact, they harmed. We lost most of the persons. Whatever this respiratory entity was, this viral, if it was a virus, this um, influenza-like illness, it killed a small number of people, I have to admit. COVID did hurt what we call low-hanging fruit, high-risk, vulnerable, elderly persons, etc. And like the common cold or flu, it did take some people. But the vast majority of people who died, you know, like Rand Court in his modeling showed that the only time that excess mortality became really visible, all-cause mortality, was right after the month after that they rolled the vaccine out, February 2021. There was no excess all-cause mortality, um, um, excess deaths, etc., from March 2020 of any appreciable means. And that blip just followed the vaccine rollout. Every other spot on the death graph matches non-pharmaceutical interventions. This is when we place pressure, when we did things in the society, that we caused deaths. We caused deaths. So I would argue a small portion of the deaths were due to the virus itself or whatever this respiratory entity is, because it did cause respiratory-like illness. And it did harm elderly. But more deaths were caused by the denial of treatment, as you know. Many people couldn't go to the hospital or their doctor to get medical care because beds were designated as COVID beds. So you knew that two to three years, you couldn't get no care. And if you had like angina or the beginning of um, diabetes, it would progress and we are now seeing it captured in all-cause mortality. We are seeing a rise in deaths that cannot be accounted for by any pathogen or any vaccine today. Another large portion of deaths were caused by the collateral damage from the lockdowns and the school closures. And a significant number of deaths were caused by the vaccine itself the mRNA vaccine, this mRNA technology by Malone, Wiseman, Carrico, and others, and brought to market by Bula, Pfizer, Bansal of Moderna, Sahina, BioNTech, etc. That vaccine killed people needlessly. But the vast majority of people who died, the vast majority died because of the medical management of them, how they were treated in the medical system. That uh, when granny or elderly or high-risk vulnerable precious people, you know, when they had a little cough in the house, everybody rushed her to the nursing, to the hospital because nobody wanted to deal with it and they didn't know what was going on. Everybody was scared. They thought granny was going to die one or granny was going to give everybody whatever it was. When they rushed her there, her 28-day mortality skyrocketed once she entered the emergency room. And then with a combination of isolation, Granny began her death spiral. They placed her in a glass window room. Nobody would touch her. Nobody. And she was in fear and isolated. And she was becoming dehydrated and malnourished. And they put Granny on what we call the black hole COVID protocol. Sucked her in. 
because they gave her a PCR process that said she was positive when we know because it was over cycle beyond 24 cycles, anything over 30 was viral dust, viral fragments, non-culturable, non-infectious, non-lethal pathogen. And we were cycling at 45. So granny must have been shown to be positive when she was not, 95% false positive. So you sucked in when she was not, you isolated her so she began her death spiral. She became malnourished, dehydrated. Do not resuscitate orders were placed on her. And when she needed antibiotics, because often she had pulmonary pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia, secondary to the viral infection, and you refused to give her antibiotics. So she was degenerating and heading towards sepsis. Then you pumped her with more toxic drugs. You, you sedated her so she wouldn't fight. You gave her midazolam, propofol, lorazepam, fentanyl, diamorphine. It was killing granny. She was sedated and dying. And then you pumped her with kidney and liver toxic remdesivir. And when that didn't kill her, you intubated her and you put on a ventilator, which caused ventilator-associated pneumonia. And you blow massive holes in her already traumatized lungs. We killed our elderly and grandparents. Our medical doctors killed people by their greed, their ineptness, their stupidity, their unwillingness to ask questions, their academic sloppiness. They murdered our parents and grandparents with the medical treatment, not the virus. Thank you very much for this segment. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. When God, through his grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the third segment this week of the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour brought to you by America Out Loud. Once again, you could find this talk show uh, by the following day on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and um, big praise and props to Malcolm and his team. Wonderful team behind the scenes for the work that they do. Um, again, you can help me financially if you want. Even if it's as little as a buck, it helps me. You can go to Zell and the email is sr7283 at gmail.com. And you could also uh, look at my substack, Alexander COVID News. So, so as I told you in the previous segment, all of COVID was a lie. And uh, 
they created this lie. Now, uh, you know, it's a very difficult discussion to have because it will, it will technically make one's head explode trying to really follow the madness. Okay? And you need to understand what I'm trying to say is that here you have a situation where they took a PCR process that Kelly Mullis said was not a diagnostic test. It's a process used to amplify genetic material, DNA, to compare it against a background. And you amplify it. And each spin, each amplification grows, it doubles it. We know when you take the um, swab from your nose, let's say, let's pretend this was COVID, because I still am not sold on that. It's for sure it was not a pandemic. It didn't rise to an epidemic even. And you just understand what I'm saying. What we dealt with was not even an epidemic of those proportions. Definitely not a pandemic. So you swab, you swab the back of the throat and the nose. It's supposed to have genetic fragments, pieces in there. And you amplify it so they could, they could compare it, etc., to denote positivity. When I studied, Dr. Atlas was at the Eisenhower building, and we did a project looking at PCR cycle thresholds. And we found that at 24 amplifications, at that point is a cut point. Beyond that, 25, 26, you are not detecting infectious, culturable, lethal pathogen, whatever it is you're detecting. That's an important thing for you to understand what I just said. From 24 cycles and below, you are talking about infectious, high viral load, cultural pathogen, lethal. That's what you were interested in. I needed someone to know, if you told me I was positive, you need to give me the amplifications, the cycle threshold. Why? Because once it was 24, we knew that you had infectious disease. So that was the person that you needed to quarantine. That was the person whose unlikelihoods would get very ill, would get symptoms at least, and could become ill if they were elderly. So we could have used the PCR process as a flag, but we didn't do that. We used it fraudulently to topple Trump. And we did that with these fake infections and cases daily because they were 95%. We modeled the data. They were 95% false positive, 95 out of 100 people who tested positive, were never positive for COVID. That's a very important thing you need to understand too. So you had this situation where we were cycling to 40 and 45. At 30 cycles, amplifications, we were detecting viral dust, viral fragments, non-infectious, non-lethal pathogen. No consequence, non-consequential. Yet we shut schools down, we shut society down, we transformed lives. We implemented mandates, all sorts of stuff. COVID was a PCR-manufactured fraud of a pandemic using an over-cycled PCR process and the lie of asymptomatic transmission that never was. I argue with anyone listening to me in this broadcast now, you find me one example, one case, in the entire world during when COVID began, this whatever this was, 
in February, January 2020 to now and show me one example of asymptomatic transmission. You can't. You just can't. You can't. And that's the lie and the legacy of COVID. It was all a lie. It was a lie about no early treatment, lie about inferior natural immunity, lie that Johnny at 10 years old was at equal risk of severe outcome and death as 95-year-old granny with five underlying medical conditions. And to know that we bought that and we let scar, scarf lady, prune-faced lady books lie to us and tell us on the podium. And we bought that crap and Fauci and they lie. The entire thing was a fake lie. And I am saying that Mina Cherry and Barrett had published a paper in 2015 showing that they were fooling around with bat coronaviruses in the bat caves in China. And they brought them into the lab. Look, whether we find out that this was a real Department of Defense, United States military application, military funded program, etc., funnel to Richard Nixon in 1969, moratorium outlawed research in this area, biological research. It could be that the CIA and Department of Defense took it off the books, put it dark. You know what I mean by when you make it dark. Black up. Nobody has reached it anymore. No, no congressional investigations. You can't talk about it even. So they continued their research. They continued whatever they were doing. And I believe that whatever they were doing got loose. And they were talking about creating chimeric viruses. Chimera means pieces of one animal or, 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 or critter, whatever you want to call them. Coronavirus from that animal stitched together with a coronavirus from another animal or species. And you form a chimera. They were juicing up the spike protein. They were using, um, I don't know how to explain, molecular scissors like, like um, the furin cleavage site, TMPRSS2, um, the receptor binding domain, the N-terminal domain. And, and, and they, were, they, were, they were just monkeying around with it, juicing it up, trying to make it more infectious. And I suppose as a military application, more lethal. They could argue that we were trying to study it so if it was applied to us. The bottom line is I believe something got loose from around 2014, 2015. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is it was so much of a fraud fake, like all of this disease X that they're talking about, this hypothetical disease coming at us at some hypothetical point in time that could cause hypothetical illnesses, it's a whole load of crap. It's a pure lie. Once again, they are trying to generate fear and hysteria, fear porn, to prepare you for another fraud. It's a lie. Do not trust no medical doctor anymore. No government, no CDC, no NIH, no FDA official, no Health Canada official, none, no fact. Public health agency, they are liars. They are inept, incompetent, specious, academically sloppy. They, they cannot even read a technical paper. I, I worked with them. Intellectually lazy, nonsensical, buffoons. I don't even think the word buffoon 
should be used because we're insulting those animals. I believe the PCR process was used to detect something that was always circulating. In other words, when Burks and they and, and Azar and they brought the PCR process as the test, they knew and, and they set the cycles at 40 and 45. They knew they were going to be, they would test, everything would test positive for COVID. Because you could find, you have to understand what you're looking for. Segments that matches the background. And there's protein, amino acid, peptides, all sorts of stuff that matches the viral sequences all in nature around you. It's similar to how you get autoimmune disease after a viral infection or, or with these COVID vaccines. You don't need to find or match totally precisely the entire segment. You could just be a portion, but if it's a match of a portion, it's good enough. I believe that the PCR process was used over cycle knowing everyone will be pulled out of society because it will test positive for everyone. Just like that, it will test for because it was so sensitive, because it was over-cycled. Anything over 24, I believe they used it to detect something that they knew was always there because they released it. They were in the know. I believe it was operating at a benign, low-level for many years, and that elderly people from whatever they bought from a respiratory illness was captured as common colds, flu, etc. No doubt, something was released that hurt some of our elderly, got them very sick, and some died. I went through this earlier, correct? In the previous segment. Yes, we'd be fools to think that something wasn't out there. Yes, it was. But the question is what? The question is when was it released? And the question is by whom? But we know that the vaccine killed vast more and the medical management and COVID policies killed vast more and the collateral damage from lockdowns killed and denial of treatment killed. It was the sedation and the isolation and the remdesivir and the ventilator that killed most of the people. In Ontario, Canada, 80 to 90% of the persons who died from COVID were from nursing homes. You have to understand that figure again. 80 to 90% of the persons who died were from nursing homes. They suffered a while, they killed. It was like killing fields in the Ontario nursing homes. So I'm trying to tell you this disease X that they're talking about. Don't fall for it. I'm trying to say if you want to talk about disease X, if you want to help Americans and global populations, we have disease X already. It's called metabolic syndrome. I'm not talking about no respiratory illness, no COVID, no SARS-like stuff. That's a whole load of crap. We need to stop the gain-of-function research. It's deadly. There's no sound mind. No sane nation of people will allow this type of research to continue. So if you really want to look for disease X, I mean, it might sound tongue-on-cheek to you, but we have it already. It's caused 
metabolic syndrome with elevated waist size in men, I believe over 42, over 38 for women, high, high triglycerides, high sugar, high, high BMI, high blood pressure. Those four to five conditions is metabolic syndrome, we call it. Metabolic syndrome is a grave, grave problem that we face in Western societies. It underpins cancer, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, everything. If people, if Fauchin, they would have used the public service announcements. They would have used the podium. Jerome Adams, what an idiot. And the new, the new Surgeon General, Murthy. Well, I thought Jerome Adams was stupid. But Jerome Adams blushes when Murthy speaks, the new idiot. Oh, my God, these people are idiots. And they have wasted the podium and wasted the time. They could have come to black people, brown people, colored Americans, and told them about vitamin D. We lost many colored people, many black Americans, brown people, because of this vitamin D issue. They needed vitamin D supplements. It was a crime. They postured on that stage and did nothing. Now we have metabolic syndrome. I'm drawing it to your attention. It's like how I'll tell you this, this diabetes drug called Ozempic, O-Z-E-M-P-I-C, sometimes called Wegovy, and sometimes called um, semiglutinamide, um, Ozempic. People have been using Ozempic and they're losing weight. But I need to tell you the, the, the science and the data is accumulating rapidly. Ozempic is a dangerous drug. And those people who are using it for weight loss, be very careful. We have many cases of catastrophic outcomes and consequences. First of all, everyone now is reporting they put on rebound weight and they gain weight. But second of all, people are dying. Women, women are dying from this Ozempic. I am warning you. In this segment today, take this as a public service announcement. Ozempec or Wegovy, this type 2 diabetes medication that, 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 that doctors will say, oh, my, my diabetic patients have lost weight. That's a combination of the devastation with diabetes. Don't go prescribing for weight loss from normal persons, non-diabetics. We are seeing catastrophic, devastating consequences. I am warning, Malcolm, I'm warning your listeners, do not use Ozempec. Do not use it as a weight loss drug. You are going to run into serious problems and you can die. It's not even a matter of talking to your doctor about it and getting counsel. The data and the science now is clear. So I'm going back to what I was talking to before. We have a situation now where they are trying to frighten you about this disease X. There's no common disease X, no SARS crap. There's a bunch of bullocks. All you need to do always in a society, year in, year in, day out, day in, day out, strongly protect the vulnerable in society. Your parents and your grandparents in your home, or if they're in a nursing home or whatever, take reasonable, sensible precautions. Vitamin C, vitamin D, take whatever. Do whatever they need to do. Keep them protected. If this idiot is coming to see them and he has a cold, put on a damn mask, cover your face. So don't even go and see granny. Even though these masks don't work. Those are reasonable precautions. 
but she needs to do nothing else, no lockdowns, no school closures. When people like me and McCullough and Malcolm and Rich and us come to you and start talking about the sky is falling then, and we have a Nipah type virus or Ebola or hemorrhagic fever or Rift Valley fever or something with an 80% mortality, you listen to us then. We never lied to you. Your medical doctors and public health servants lied to you. When I come and tell you on this show, or you see my Substack, keep reading my Substack every day, Alexander COVID News, or you see me on Fox or even on CNN, and I tell you this is a serious matter now, you listen then. If I don't tell you that, don't believe it, because I, had, I lost everything. And my skin in this game is to help save lives by educating and informing. There's nothing else I want more than that. Because this has been so outrageous. I think I've seen all of the filth and, and duplicity and pain that I, that I could. So now it's just a try for us to move forward. Do not do the Ozempec. Do not buy into this disease X. Understand COVID is done. Move on with your life. Take reasonable precautions daily. Thank you.